I'm Charlie Taylor. I'm Ben Carter. I run hip hop by the numbers on Twitter. I use hip hop statistics to highlight the bigger picture. And I am director of the Fifth Element, where I highlight the Fifth Element hip hop, which is knowledge. Man, that wireless show is different. Scissor are coming. Watch. <laughs> eh, never mind. Honestly, never mind. Sticking to this. Careful now. We don't want that. We don't want that. I don't want that smoke. <laughs> Probably, but nothing's going to happen to you. He just—he's just going to ask questions. That's all it is. Just question. No, nothing. Nothing past that. Just question. It's like that scene in um, Forty Year Old Virgin where they tell him to go up and just ask this woman in a bookshop to ask ask her questions. He just asks questions over and over again, and he ends up getting a date with her. And he's just like, "How did that even work?" It's like, "Yeah, it works." That, that film peaks when he gets his chest waxed, and then after that, I'm kind of just, it's, it's a bit, it's a bit of a, it's a bit of a miss. Classic, classic How's film. How's been? Yeah, it is. What have you been this week? I got cold, man. So if I sound weird, um, I'm getting sick a lot lately. It's really, it's really annoying. I don't know why it is, but it's not COVID, thankfully. But um, yeah, my week's been, my week's been good. It, it picked up very well on the weekend. Uh, let's see what I got into this week. Um. Zola Jesus Arcon. Uh, this is definitely her most expansive and grand record. She's 13 years deep into a career that genuinely has pushed the boundaries of pop music so far that when she actually re-engages with some more mainstream interpretations of the genre, which she's definitely doing on this record, it feels quite jarring. It's not, it's not an Ed Sheeran album, I'm not saying that. You know, it's um, there's this industrial dance of like sewn or the stripped back instrumental and dead and gone. It kind of points to a more abstract interpretation of pop, but we also get desire, fault, do that anymore, the fall, undertow. You know, these are reintroductions into melody and a little bit of warmth for an artist who tackles death, destruction, despair in her lyrical content. Uh, on undertow, she interpolates everybody wants to rule the world from tears for fears which is a track that I'm sure kind of whooshed over the heads of the majority of mainstream artists. And I feel like she is the exact opposite side of that coin. She's kind of the more pop-focused and melodic moments on this record fly over the heads of the listenership that she would normally attract. Um, And I think that it's just different. Like I think on Tears for Fears on that track, and I think it's a really interesting juxtaposition to view this album through. Classic song. People thought it was a very... um, People thought it was a very poppy, very like uplifting kind of power anthem, but it wasn't. It was just a criticism of capitalism and criticism of people who focus in, on on power. Zola is the opposite way, you know. It's the lyrical content is what drags you in, and it's the poppy instrumentals that might turn you off a little bit. But you know, I think that it's a really interesting album. I think it's a deep dive into where she is uh, and where she wants to go next. And uh, I was waiting for this album, and I was so excited for this record to come out. And when it came out, I was like, this is. It lived up to my expectations. Burner Boy. Oh, my God. Burner Boy does not fucking miss. I don't think there's anyone more consistent in the mainstream than Burner Boy right now. As someone said the vibes are immaculate on this record, and they definitely are. And it's, it's just immense how he continues to stay diverse within such a distinct and consistent energy. Like the opening track, Glory, kind of primed me for something a little bit different, maybe a little bit more personal and tortured. 
uh, science slips in and it's just so satiating. It's just this warm beat that feels like an ensemble playing live on the green on a Sunday afternoon and just kind of infecting the crowd and, you know, dragging them into this beautiful constructed world. Uh, Jay Huss comes through with a worldie on Cloak and Dagger, incredible verse. Uh, the energy ebbs and flows through the records and really only dips into the unlistenable with that really weird Ed Sheeran feature. I don't understand, man. Stop getting Ed Sheeran on your songs. Like, it is just dull and boring. He's so boring. Uh, but, you know, Roller Coaster with Jay Bowden just cleanses the palate after that. It's just another stunning, and it's it's quite an understated record. It's, Burner Boy is at a level right now that no one else has ascended to. And you would expect him to be delivering just like opuses in these massive kind of, you know, statement records. He just keeps putting out great music. He doesn't try and do anything incredible. He doesn't try and do anything different. And and there's still there's still like diverse music in there. There's still growth. There's still uh, you know he's upgrading his sound. Like it's 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 wonderful. It's it's really interesting the way that his career is going. And bro, if you hear a Burner Boy album is coming out. It's gonna be it's gonna be fucking amazing. Uh, Regina Spector, home before and after. It's taken me a lot of time to kind of get my head around the concept of this record, and I don't know if I should really even try and explain it because I think the joy of discovery is really powerful for this record. It's kind of fascinating how it oscillates between behaviors I can easily rationalize away and ones I'd expect to like see in a movie from the 1950s. You know, there's a lot of lab- layers to this album. She's kind of speaking on, you know differences in expectations between partners she's kind of making a larger point about how we normalize toxicity in movies and songs she's also kind of plunging into the murky waters of what humans will do to feel less alone in this world and the concept aside which i think will if you listen to it it's going to be a head fuck uh i really don't it's kind of like that lord album that i reviewed a while back i'm not really sure what regina specter's goal with this record is and i was the same with that lord record it could genuinely be a parody album um or like, you know, an album meant to poke fun or meant to criticize something by presenting it to us. Yeah, it's, it's interesting. It's weird. I want to I read some interviews with G- Regina Spector about it. But yeah, man, the, the music hits. It's quite maximal. Uh, she always paints with very vibrant colors. So I enjoyed it. It was, it was definitely a meal. Brent Fires, Wasteland. Look, man, this... this oh. <laughs> what's, what's that response, man? <laughs> Are you gonna are you gonna speak about it as well? No. Okay. Well, look, from mainstream wasteland to possibly having a number one album independently, that's wild. His glow up has been propagated by a very dedicated social media following, and he's u- he's usually quite subtle. Uh, and I think on this record, he's not that subtle at all. Um, I think that attaching intent to Brent Fires' lyrical content is probably a bit fraught with danger, so I'm not going to say he intended to do these things, but this album is an interesting case study in the nature of toxicity and emotion in modern relationships. Um, He opened the album with, that's the internet word that people like to attach to shit, so if you sing some real shit, what's toxic, what's real? And I don't know why he said that, because it can be both. It can be real, but it can also be toxic. Like, there's that those two things aren't mutually exclusive. And that makes me slightly less engaged with this album than, for example, the persona that The Weeknd was putting on for After Hours, which was, you know, extreme exaggeration at times. Uprox actually called Brent Fires more selfish than toxic, 
But that was a weird thing too, because selfishness in relationships, when they're to the detriment of your partner, is toxicity. So I don't understand that either. That didn't make any sense. It's almost like people trying to make excuses for this album. But Brent Fires is the only one who isn't. He has been, you know, he, he is himself the whole way through this record. He's not putting on a persona. He's not trying to defend himself. He's not, he's like presenting himself and saying, do you want to be with this or not? And everything is filtered through that lens. So when we get, you know, a weird skit like that egomaniac skit where he's very dismissive and cold to the person carrying his child, I think the point is you chose to have a child with, this is, I feel like it's Brent's point, you chose to have a child with me, you knew who I was, so you're gonna have to accept who I am. And, you know, listening to that skit is very jarring because it's not a way that I would ever be. It's not a way that I would ever, you know, think was acceptable. And that then links up with the Oblivion skit where he has a conversation with someone he's seeing on the side about his relationship with the mother of his child. It's like, it's peak shit tier behavior. But that's the whole point, you know, that's that's Brent's persona and there doesn't seem to be any malice in it, you know. He's always upfront and honest about himself and his shortcomings. And there's a, there's a kind of, a I guess, a release in listening to this album. You know, it's quite maybe instructive for people pleasers or those who place everyone else's needs above their own because Brent places his needs above pretty much everyone else's. It's very fascinating. Um, yeah, man, it's, it's a weird album. Uh, a lot of people are saying this is the album of the year. I'm going to need more listens to it because I'm not really understanding. I've never really listened to Brent Fires before. Um, it's nowhere near as hedonistic as The Weeknd, but then it's not as violent and frustrated as Future's toxicity. It's quite calm and measured in its... Uh, selfish selfishness or whatever negative emotions you want to attach to it so yeah it's a fascinating album um and west side gun finally i mean man cannot miss the man cannot he just cannot miss and uh shouts conductor on that album as well um man look uh you know drake has that classic line lead the league in scoring but look at my assists and i feel like Westside gun is just really great at curating projects and putting people on and giving them the space to grow and to evolve and it's interesting that he's moving a little bit further away from the traditional conway benny griselda and into more artists who are in that ecosystem but not as maybe benny and Gris- uh, benny and Con- conway level so nah man it was a great project it always is so that was me, Charlie, about yourself. I feel like Ben's getting tired of my uh, for, uh, falling asleep uh, antics. I mean, you can fall asleep during Brent Fires, but you're going to have to... People love that album. You're going to have to be careful. <laughs> sure. Sure. NyQuil. Um, start off with uh, Flow. F-L-O, literally, spell Flow. Um, uh, with the, the lead, uh, EP. Uh, Stella, Georgia, and Renee coming through with just the fucking essence of uh girl groups from back in the day like it's it's so uncanny that um the sugar babes have come back hmm. uh and and now i'm just and now <laughs> an act like flow has just come through to really just bring that essence back of just like you know um of the you know similar empowerment kind of vibes i mean goes in the cardboard box you know it's just literally their most popular song so far and it's just literally, you know, men ain't shit. I'm gonna throw your shit, put it in a cardboard box, get out of my house. You know what I mean? That kind of vibe. Um, immature, same kind of vibe. Summertime. It's it, it can't. It's you, you get what you get what the title tells you. And you know they just have really good chemistry. And uh, yeah, man, the girl the girl group's back, man. 
the girl group is back. How long's it been since like there's been a decent girl group? Like I I I never spun little mix, never been in my bag. Um, and to be fair, this ain't my bag either. So uh, that's me being a hypocrite. But um, yeah, I just apart from little mix, I guess. I mean, apart from the last one, there's a lot in K-pop. There's plenty in K-pop. Plenty in K-pop. Yeah, good point. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess um, yeah, flow's bringing it back in some ways. Uh, Crystal, uh, spell uh, like the bottle. Uh, what it's like to be young. I actually don't know if it's <laughs> like the bottle because I is poor. Um, but yeah, Jesus Christ. So the only the only thing I don't like about this uh, project is that it's too fucking short. Twenty two minutes, seven songs. Nah, we need more than that. I need more than that. This is some top tier drill right now. Um, she, she just comes in, coming for next, and is so potent. Um, NSC replayable if you're about that life. Um, and she just has really fucking, she's just really good. She's just really fucking good. This is the first time I've spun her. I've seen a couple of people in the, you know, UK music circles, uh, uh big up this project. And, um, yeah, it's definitely worth, it's definitely worthy of that. Um, she did a performance, uh, I think on like a Radio 1 Extra recently and it bangs. And, uh, you know, I got it from that and I listened to this and yeah, it's just crazy. Like it, it's just way too short. <laughs> like it just came and went so quickly i was just like oh i want more like <laughs> it's such good energy uh, just absolute bars here for it here for it here for it Burkage dave uh the city needs a hero see i've heard this guy a couple of times um we actually actually was listening to him uh when he was he featured on the evidence record unlearned volume one and uh i was kind of interested um so uh, it turns out he dropped an album in may uh called the city needs a hero and um he has this, um, and funny enough, he's worked with the streets as well. He kind of has that essence, not um, in you know, uh, not in a tangible way, you know, with the uh, you know, uh, he, he doesn't rap or anything like that. He's kind of uh, the kind of like the melodic guy in that in that in that sense. Um, when it comes to features as well, they kind of just have him for the voice, you know what I mean? And uh, it's a good voice, um, but just for stuff like. Just the titles give me streets vibes, you know what I mean? Please don't move to London, it's a trap. The world is changing, some don't like it. Uh, <laughs> I had a nice time, but I won't be back. I don't do love songs. Uh, it's, sadness is on his way. It's just, it, he has this, um, he has this uh, Matt Frank, uh, matter of fact attitude uh, towards his lyrics and how he talks about things has this storytelling element and it can be kind of abstract in that way but it's just how he says it, it comes off uh, very unique in a unique sense um and uh yeah uh, the, the the production here is kind of um depending on the song uh but i think uh overall it has this uh, very mellow uh mellow essence towards it and uh i feel like it's a really good listen i'm definitely used to this uh, when the Definitely on the album long list. I'm gonna give that another spin because uh, I just I feel like there's a lot of lyrical gems here as well, um, and uh, definitely worthy of uh, another spin as well. Uh, Shabaka, uh, African culture. Um, I remember listening to uh, the uh, the pro- project he had with the ancestors, um, and it was just a uh, it was just outstanding. Um, just, uh, especially one particular track. I forgot I forget the name, but Jesus, it was like burn everything and it had real <laughs> anarchistic energy um but this one is uh just him it's literally just his name shavaka um and uh it really has this um it's, it's just under half an hour eight tracks and uh it just really 
goes comes and goes like a dream, and uh, it's really nice to have in the background. Really nice horns, especially horns. Um, it just uh, it's really some top tier jazz for me. Um, definitely on the long list uh, for me personally. Really, really solid to listen. Again, one of those where I was just like, this is too short. I need more. <laughs> um, uh, definitely. Uh, shout out to Chambaka. Uh Wulu, uh, Loggerhead. Um, so <laughs> I was see see. This is one of those albums where. Uh, I kind of went in the dark and uh, got really surprised of what I even thought it was going to be. Um, so, Willie's a Brixton-based uh, producer, and this is his debut project. Um, and obviously, I, I think the only particular reason I followed him was because of the work he's done with uh, Lexa Moore, um, who's apparently a DJ as well. So, shout out to Lexa Moore. I uh, didn't know she did that as well. Um, but yeah, it kind of... Um, he He... he, he Usually, in my mind, usually comes through with like a mixture of like uh, uh, hip hop and I guess jazz, but not in the jazz hop kind of sense, not in that way, but kind of alt alternative, I guess. Um, go listen to Lexa more, you get what I mean. Uh, but this particular project comes across very rocky, um, more underground rock kind of vibes, um, very frenetic in some ways. Um, lyrical, uh, the lyrics when I weren't, you know, completely, uh, I will be honest, put off by some of the production. And it's just not my vibe, it's just not my bag, um, you know, when uh, you just get a bit aggro on me and I'm just like, please stop screaming at me. Um, but past that, the lyrics are very interesting, they're very introspective. Uh, reminds me of a Ghost Poet, if you remember, Ben. I don't know if you remember the project we listened to a few few years ago, Ghost Poet. But um, I love it kind of has Poet. that essence. Yeah, yeah, very dark, uh, very somber in some ways. Um, but yeah, uh, I just, I think I was just cool got by this project to be honest. Um, it is decent in uh what it wants to be. Um, I think uh, it's worth another listen for me personally, just from a lyrical standpoint, because I feel like there was really good lyrics in there. I just um, was <laughs> put, put, taken aback by uh, uh, what I assumed it was going to be. Um, I thought it was just going to be chill. <laughs> but it really was uh, not that in a lot of ways. Uh, but yeah, shout out to Wulu. W-U-L-U, if you want to spell. Code to the Friend memo. Another, another. I think similar to... Similar to Burner Boy in some ways, where like he just doesn't miss when it comes to dropping an album. So you know, so far it's been a uh, photo, uh, everything, and now this. And he's obviously had many uh, projects in between the, the, to Kill a Sunrise with a Stack Selector and the Lyrics to Go series. Um, this one is very, um, I think, uh, stand up, chest out. Here I am, go fuck yourself. You don't fuck with me, kind of thing. A very defiant record, I will say, from Kota. Um, it does have that chill essence, as you can imagine, from Kota the Friend. Um, you know, it has all them vibes. Uh, empty Cup, definitely one of those. Needs, uh, Phone Call, Good Friday, Memo especially. Um, but And Up, I love Up. That's a good track. Uh, probably my favourite track out of the bunch. But um, even with stuff like, you know, Father's Day, um, Needs Again, uh, there's just a really defiant energy of just like... Uh, you know, Father's Day was very interesting. I, I, I can't, I don't want to get the lyrics up for the sake of time, but he was basically just saying like, shout out to all the fathers, and uh, you know, hope you get your checks and stuff. Hope you get your parents' checks and stuff like that, whatever they're called. And it's just, uh, yeah, it's just a very, very defiant, uh, I think, uh, from him uh, to to have that kind of essence uh, 
and still be chill in some ways. It doesn't. It shouldn't really work, but it does. Um, so shout out to Kyra the friend on that front. He's clearly in a good place uh, for himself, and uh, he knows what he wants, so that's all good. And uh, lastly, Apollo Brown. This must be the place. Instrumental album. Um, I will. I'm going to say right here. Um, I don't think anybody's doing Chipmunk song in the way po- Apollo uh, Brown does. Um, it's just so so fucking good. Uh, shout out to uh, when watch the ball drops and catching moments. The last two tracks, absolute heaters. But the rest of this is just so good. It's uh, one. It's an hour and eight minutes, but it's just so good to pop in the background. It's a great instrumental project. Probably the best uh, I've heard so far. Not that I regularly listen to them, um, but from from the ones I've spun this year, uh, this is definitely up there. Definitely worth listening. If you, I, got, I mean, how can you not be? How can you not be a hip hop fan and not a fan of Apollo Brown these days? I'll tell you, like, <laughs> the dude does not miss. And with that said, we shall hop into our half year mid 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 year report. Talk about mid year. Talk about half the year. Talk we do discourse we do sometimes. In the past couple of years, we've been doing this. Um, don't know what we call it, but we call it that. Uh, whatever the, put those words together if you want. Um, Halftime. What's your? What's your? Give me your top five songs of the year, Ben. Just to just to put you on the spot. Songs are not good for me. I don't. I don't remember songs very well at all. I do. I do songs more than I do songs a, a lot. Where I'm just like, because I have a rotation. You know what I mean, so I usually add the songs that I guar- I'm guaranteed to spin, and that, those usually end up on my songs list. So. Well, hit me I'm with trying yours. not to pick songs that have importance. You know, what I mean, I put I put this is America on my songs list when that came out, and I was like, <laughs> and I just had immediate regret. I was just like, okay, I I know why I put this on, but I don't listen to it that much. So, yeah, who have you got? Yeah, what, should... What's on your song list? Who have you got in your top? In your top? I'm looking at my. I've got a like. I've got a playlist as well that I put songs on. I just would have to. I'm going back to it right now to have a look through. Yeah. Um. So. Uh. Definitely. Uh. <laughs> so. Uh, when we when I was smoking that uh, Johnson pack this uh, in the past uh, couple of days, <laughs> for obvious reasons, you know what I mean, um, I've been spinning. Uh, Everybody's watching uh, with <laughs> that Snoop Dogg record from the Snoop Dogg album. <laughs> it was just surprisingly good again. The Death Row Summer. Um, it's literally just Rafael Sadiq and Miguel just going off, and it has this really classic feel. Um, yeah, really, really throwback uh, essence. Uh, really fifties kind of uh, you know just. Uh, kind of those one of those songs and it hits and it really does hit um rachel chinariri uh with all i've asked the really hot track um i'm just really i got a mad crush on rachel chinariri i'm not gonna lie to you but still the song it bangs um i, I want someone to i need someone to listen to it um and tell me what what song it reminds me of, reminds you of because it reminds me of songs i've heard before uh, it's one of those things, one of those phenomenons where you feel like you've heard it before, but you can't quite put your finger on what actual song it is. Mm. Um, but regardless of that, it's a hot track. So um, if anyone wants to listen to that and actually uh, help me on that front, that'd be great because it's really annoying me. Whenever if I listen to it, I'm just like, this bangs, but what does it remind me of? Uh, uh, 18th and Morgan by Daniel Villarreal. Um, probably the only jazz track I've had on so far. Excuse me, so far. I should have said that. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, it's one of those jazz tracks that feels like a a, a a classically constructed song. Like it has verses from instruments, if that makes any sense. Uh, yeah, it's yeah, just really cool. it's just really fascinating. I love I love tracks like that. I love when jazz uh, jazz artists do that. Uh, MC Eight with Ono, banger track, bumping the whip, definitely. Um, and yeah, that's probably it so far. That's really weird. Yeah, it's probably it so far. I'm trying to. 
trying to think. Oh yeah, no, cute abstract. He's got a couple. Dig this. Uh, higher vibration heaters. Um, uh, Robert Glasper's. Everybody wants to. Funny enough, for his finger tears of fears. Um, it's one of those tracks because obviously Layla Hathaway. You know, one of my favorite voices at the moment. Um, and uh, Common on the back end. And it and they really when you listen to the Tears for Fears track, um, you can see the stuff that Robert Glasper's taken but also made it a Robert Glasper track. And it's just, I don't know how Robert Glasper does it. He just has this sound about him. When you listen to a track, you know it's Robert Glasper or you know he's on it some in some capacity. It's really weird. I don't know how he does it, but he's done he's done that. He really has that signature sound for himself. And uh, I guess, uh, oh yeah, Coast Contra, My Lady, Banger, um, Labels uh, with uh, Blue Lab Beats, uh, Beautiful Days, Ego Mae with Blue Lab Beats production. There's going to be a lot of Blue Lab Beats by the, end, by the end of the year for me. And uh, I think that's it. And uh, and yeah, Denzel as well. Um, Walking and mm. Sanjuro specifically. Absolute, absolute bangers. And Walking literally just sacks any clicks on <laughs> Keep on walking, ain't no stopping in the dirty, filthy, rotten. That ti- uh, shout out to the Tiny Disc as well. He did. That was banging as well. So, yeah, yeah they're definitely one of my favorite songs of the year is that, that track. That was a fucking amazing early single to come out from that record. Top first top that. first track. Really good first track. I played that shit over and over. Um, mm. Brambleton, definitely for me. Just the way that oh, that, yeah. that was some old I school. Yeah, I only, yeah. Old school Pharrell fucking production. He really went back in time and. You know, sometimes you hear Pharrell nowadays and you're like, oh, this is very formulaic. This sounds exactly... But, like, it had this, like, weird reverb on it and it was it was tinged in sepia. It was almost like he drenched the, the beat in sepia and, like, pushed uh, pushed the T back to the, the mid-2000s. I really love that. Um, K-Tempest had a great song on their record, The Line is a Curve, uh, Water in the Rain. Really fucking effective emotional song and i listened to it the first time when i was really not in an emotional space at all i was in i was struggling psychologically i was very cold and numb and that song just really yeah it really struck me and i've gone back to it multiple times this year and uh if you want to feel something then um i can fully recommend that uh what else have we got in here um az dropped a deluxe this year i forgot about that i really like uh Day Day and Craig by Blockboy JB and Tay Keith. I fucking love that. So I don't know why I just keep going back. To, it is a straight up absolute fucking banger. It does not miss that. I, I really like that album. I think it was underrated. Uh, Johnny P's Caddy, of course, Benny the Butcher and J. Cole, because I think that I genuinely think that's the best J. Cole verse I've heard since I don't know when. I genuinely don't know when. I it, It's interesting when J. Cole pops up, and I know that I'm going to get hated for saying this, but like I think that the people who are going to hate me and not really being very objective or really being very rational when they say, oh, every J. Cole verse is his best verse. No. Actually, on Johnny P's Caddy, he <laughs> raps better than I've heard him rap in a very fucking long time. Um, so that was incredible. Uh, <laughs> Pushing P's on here. I have listened to Pushing oh, P. On, uh, table Table for Three with Shane Noir, 38 Special and Ransom. I, I really love that song. I've gone back. That came out in January this year, and I've just gone back to it over and over again. You know I'm a sucker for 38 Special. Anything 38 Special does, I'm going to be on top of. And I think Shane Noir sounds great on this. I think Ransom sounds great. Um, that was a great song. And 2010 by Earl, uh, which came out on his album, Sick. I really fucking love that song. You know, I think it's um, it's got this weird energy about it. It's kind of off kilter, but it's very melodic. And 
it sounds quite mainstream when you you know in earl terms anyway like obviously it's not a mainstream song but yeah man he has a really interesting flow it kind of makes me think like he's on a pirate ship and it's just kind of like rocking from side to side and he's just got like a full beard and he's just rapping this like weird cadence it's yeah man it's 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 a great song so it's been an interesting year with songs uh i don't think there's been heaps of great tracks ramsey's by clown cat uh, morning run um unruly matt draugus i think that that's been a, that was a good song um i'm just trying to run through here uh i didn't really like that much off the future album like i wouldn't have said anything stood out particularly it's been more the underground that i've been enjoying a couple of tracks by black shadori uh tong po with action bronson and conway off that ridiculous action bronson album i really love that just because i think action bronson is just back in top form and putting him next to someone like conway uh it it really fucking hit man um so yes but i think brambleton is my favorite hip-hop song this year definitely brambleton i think it's been an incredible track yeah i think um interesting point about that pusher album um is that i remember didn't pusher actually put it on put the drop the album again but heart but actually split the kanye pharrell halves i forgot which i forgot which side was better but um that was interesting i think discourse to have um of having just kind of like two producers i guess i've, I've, I've that's that's rarely a thing obviously we've had you know we have plenty of albums that have one producer or plenty of albums that have a fuck ton of producers but actually two producing legit half the album each is very interesting and um yeah i think that i think that album is obviously going to be on a lot of people's uh, end of year lists um but speaking of that as a you know, as a, since it's the you know year half year, I do feel like there's people that are, and this is I I, I foresaw this problem. I foresaw this. I I, I foresee it. Um, a couple of years ago, when we did this, uh, I think it's the third time we've done this. I'm not sure. Um, but regardless, the f- I remember the first time we did it. I don't know which it was last year or the two two years before. Um when we were talking about the year overall and we were, I was saying, you know, it's been a decent year, et cetera, et cetera. But you were going, it hasn't been a decent year for on the mainstream front. Mm. It's been good on the mainstream front this year. Yeah, I still, still see people bitching. Mm. What do you guys want? What do, you, what do you guys want? Seriously, we've had Kendrick, Drake, Future, Pusher. That that's a good year right there for a lot of people, <laughs> and and everything else. Um, and it just doesn't. I'm I'm not sure what people want anymore. Um, for for output, I I just I just don't get it. Do you guys want more beef? Is that all it is? Because I mean, Doja Cat's doing that already. Um, with a teenager. <laughs> what the fuck so is Doja is Cat that, is doing not, right now? Is that not enough? I don't know. I've, I just I don't know. I, I, I don't. I, I just don't. I just simply don't care. But the memes were funny. It's just how how you how you got down that route. I do not know. Like your Doja Cat, bro. Put some people on it. <laughs> get your team on it. Like I want. I want this dude. Like go. Like get his get his digits for me. Google's your friend, bro. Why don't you just Google the person? <laughs> Type name it in. And Google's usually your their friend, socials come bruv. up there. Yeah. Well, I, I I don't know. Why, why are you asking a you? 
for a dude. I, I don't know. Anyway, so I don't. I'm not seeing what people. Like, I feel like people in every camp this year are getting what they want. There's a ton of underground. There's a ton of middle class. There's a ton of upper class. I what. what Help me out, Ben. What, what what more do what more do people want? Uh, people are people are um people are fucking. They got short short attention spans is a problem, and it's getting shorter and shorter. And I'm seeing this becoming a massive problem in discourse around music right now. It seems like, and I it's very hard to define who is like. I had no idea Brent Fires, for example, had the social media pool that he did. I didn't know that everyone was. I. I had, I had no idea until the album came out, right? And then the album came out and everyone went kind of crazy. And if I'm looking through the albums that have dropped this year and that have gotten Metacritic scores that have, have enough reviews, um, sure. there's a lot of artists on here that just do not have that social media drag. And it doesn't matter if they've got 50 million uh, you know, monthly listeners. It doesn't matter if they've had 10 number one albums. It doesn't matter. It, it, it's all about who has that pull and who has that ability to enrapture the masses and i think everyone is remembering back to 2018 where there was just so much music coming out that literally everyone was satiated multiple times a week and so the conversation just kept rolling and rolling and rolling and rolling so i think what's happening now is a bunch of albums are dropping every week that you and i are looking at and being like this is a fucking smorgasbord but most people on social media are looking like i don't know that artist i don't care about that artist that artist is irrelevant uh people that i don't like like that artist and so they're just like i don't want to listen to any of this this is trash so for the next seven days they're just spinning their wheels they're frustrated they don't have anything to talk about they're shitting on other people for liking certain music because that's what's happening on social it's genuine like a lot of people don't t- attach much cachet to social media and they're like, well, social media is not the real world. No one cares about what happens on social media. We literally had Corday a couple of days ago going on social media and apologizing for his 2020 al- 2022 album because it got savaged on social media. We've had Roddy Rich post the snippet and then delete his entire account because it got savaged on social media. Like people give a fuck. Labels give a fuck about social media and... That's just my perspective on this. It's like everyone is so toxic on Twitter and Instagram. They're so angry. They're so frustrated. They're so aggressive. You either like something or you hate something. And there's going to be people that hate you for liking it and hate you for hating it. It doesn't matter. And so what the problem we're having, as I say, is, you know, yes, we're getting a lot of music, but we're getting nowhere near the amount of music we were getting in 2018, 2017, 2016. And so people just don't have anywhere to put their energy and their attention and their aggression and so they're just getting frustrated they're like well, why have we not gotten 10 push t albums and why has jay-z not dropped and why have we had to wait half a year for beyonce and why didn't drake drop a rap album and why hasn't beyonce uzi dropped like, bro it's it's like everyone will find wrong. everyone will find fault with everything and i don't know where it's going to end up because if i'm looking through this year there are so many albums on here that I really like the first couple of listens, but I don't have time to go back to because there's new music dropping every week. It's such an incredible time in hip-hop right now. I think it's been a great year, but I genuinely do think that that's the reason. People are just... And, and you know, you can rationalize it away and say social media doesn't matter. It fucking... It matters. It really does matter, unfortunately. That sucks, but yeah, it does. Yeah, I remember reading an article... Um... I think specifically to do more with TikTok, but I think it applies to social media as a whole, um, where there are certain artists that uh, feel, well, 
in some way. It, it was after that. Um, it was after that kind of like a, a flurry of posts by like I think Charlie XCX and a couple other uh, female artists where it was like the labels told me to post this or something mm-hmm. like that, and apparently it was bollocks. Um, and it, 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 yeah, I read an article about that. Um, and uh, the writer was asking a few art- a few artists about it from different perspectives um i think uh, funny enough Rachel Jinnery was part of that and you know she's 23 i think so and she uses uh, i think i remember if i remember the article correctly she you know likes you she uses tiktok as more of like you know for the label but um or is it IG for the label? One of them for the label and the other one for the guy, like herself. Like she could just do what she wants on it. Um, and then there was a, an artist who's been around for a bit and, you know, doesn't feel like the need to use TikTok, but kind of should use TikTok because of because obvious reasons. And, you know, past that point, I feel like people um, need to, I mean need to touch some grass clearly if you're like if you're getting if you're getting pissy about all this like i think it's more about echo chambers as well um, i think that is a, an addition to this part of people being pissed off um and it is what it is when you follow hip-hop page number one whatever and you know they're going to post something about this artist or this artist, and you know it's not going to the percentages for yourself isn't always going to hit so what 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 do you want? Do you want a stand account? Because there's plenty of those. <laughs> there's 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 a fuck ton of those if you want. If that's what you want, follow several stand accounts about your about the artists you like, and then don't follow anything else. That's there you go, guys. I figured it out for you. If that's what you want, because I don't see what else you can get from it. Even when I follow like Universal Hip Hop Museum, which I'm so excited for as a concept and as just a a historical monument. Um, to this thing we enjoy, they post so much. <laughs> they post so much about artists I don't fucking like, or you know, they're hip hop legends objectively. But, bruv, I I'm sick of seeing Diddy, bruv. Like, give me, go away. <laughs> I don't. I, you know, I mean, when he got fucking the Lifetime Achievement or some shit at the BET Awards, I'm just like, oh, good for him. That's great. That's, that's cool. Um, can't stop, won't stop. Pain eyes, uh, not pain eyes. That's, that's, <laughs> that's, that's, that's the. That's the that's the end of the quote. Shout out to Brianna for giving me that. Um, but I, I just I just don't I just don't really like just just chill. Like you know what I mean? I, I don't have a I don't have a logical answer for people that do this. I can't. My my life personally doesn't revolve around me hating certain artists anymore. It did for a minute, but not anymore. Um, I've, I'm over that. I just don't care anymore. If I see it, I just move the fuck on, scroll the fuck on. You're not going to like everything you're going to see on IG or, or Twitter or whatever. That's the reason I hopped off of Facebook because I kept seeing just dumb shit. Uh, maybe just hop off of social media for once and, you know, just, I mean, fucking listen to what you want to listen to. Like, nobody's for, this is the thing. This is why I didn't like radio. This is why I preferred streaming over radio back in the day where it was kind of contentious and now it's obviously clearly streaming now. Um, when radio was kind of just like you know seeing the threat and going oh what do we do what are we do and you know and uh, 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 see them gnashing at their heels. The reason why I went to streaming pretty immediately, I think around twenty fourteen or whatever, that's probably like the first time I started. The fact that I could listen to everything I wanted was great. 
And it was just like, and then I listened to the radio. I'm like, why am I listening to stuff I don't want to listen to? Let me just go ahead and you know, let me just go ahead and go, go on this now. Bin the radio. Like, what are you guys listening to? You're not being forced to listen to stuff. The algorithm is ten, is in some ways forcing you, but you know that's very subtle. You guys don't see that. Um, they they say you want to listen to it. You know, what I mean, it's cool. It's more of a persuasion thing. Um, but it's not radio. It's not radio one where you're just listening to whatever's charting and whatever they think is hot. Like the same thirty tracks over and over and over and over again, apart from the specialist shows. Like what? What are you doing? So I don't know, man. That's a bit of a word salad, but yeah, it's, I I don't get why people get so pissy over certain things, and 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 even when they're fans of artists, like you know, I've been. You saw me, bro. You saw me fucking battling myself with like the Kendrick album. I but I'm not gonna. <laughs> I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna crucify. Well. I mean, the whole thing about crucifixion, Jesus and that, you probably like that. But, you know, I'm not going to crucify Kendrick over it. I don't care. It's his, it's his work. I didn't rate it as much as most people. It is what it is. I've moved on. That's all it is. I don't get why people listen to a snippet off Roddy Rich and going, this is trash, this is trash, this is trash. Just move on, bro. It's a snippet. It's literally a snippet. I, don't, I can't get triggered over a snippet, man. It's, it doesn't make sense to me. I don't know if, I don't know if it's just old head Charlie talking, but... Uh, it just doesn't make sense to me. It's interesting. I don't really get it. I don't understand. There must be some label thing where people, there must be like a label um, of every label where they're like, let's work out how to get our artist uh, social media credit. Let's put it that way. Where, you know, a lot of artists I'll post, and I know I've, I'm on the front line literally because I post every time. I know who, what gets engagement, what doesn't, what people like, what people don't like. And a lot of the time I don't, you know, Earl Sweatshirt two, three years ago was getting three, four thousand likes a post. Everyone was on Earl Sweatshirt. Now no one gives a shit about Earl. I have no idea why. He dropped a really great album this year, probably his best album since Doris. And no one cares anymore. And... I'm just seeing this really weird, like, uh, I'm running through what, what dropped this year. You know, for example, Juicy J. We could all agree that Juicy J has been dropping fucking flames for about five years. He's been dropping it his entire career, but probably since 2013, his al- I think he, he put a studio album out in 2013. And ob- when I listen to that music objectively, it sounds better than 90% of what people are gassing up these days. But no one gives a fuck about Juicy J. No one cares about him. And I bet you if you went back 10 years, people would have cared a lot. It's the same with 2 Chains. People would have cared so much 10 years ago. Listen to someone like Yeet. Yeet has so much social media credit right now. Where did it come from? I don't understand this. And I genuinely think there must be parts of labels who are just working on this. How do we get social media conversation? How do we drive people towards this? How do we find opinion leaders and pay them in order to get the conversation started around these artists? And then you see, you know, an artist like Dax, for example, you know, obviously the people are getting paid to post about Dax, but no one gives a fuck about it. Like, it's just, it's such a weird place. I don't, I don't pretend to understand it. I don't understand it at all. I don't know what gets clicks. I don't know why they get clicks. To be honest, I just kind of post what I post about and then find out after the fact, oh, you guys don't fuck with this artist anymore. Why? It's so arbitrary a lot of the time. And asking people to get offline and you know go touch some grass we know the benefits of that we know the beauty of that we understand that you can't just listen to an album and then go to twitter immediately to discover how to feel about it that's just not how it works 
But that's not how these people think, man. They just say spend their life online. And it's just, it's creating terrible discourse around music, like really terrible. That's the, that's the crux of the issue. It, you know, people can say what they want. People can feel how they want. People can talk about what they want. But trying to find places on the internet now to talk rationally and coherently about music, that's why people like Fantano and Sean C have so many followers and so many subscribers because they're like this monolith who they... And look, sometimes they fuck up. Sometimes they get it wrong. But they're pretty rational. They're pretty calm. They don't just go in there and just be like, I don't like Eminem, so this album is going to be shit. Or, you know, they don't... That's not how they talk. They go in there and they give their opinion and then they dip. They leave. They don't wade into the comments section. They don't wade into debates with every single person. And they do occasionally. And I think that that comes out from just fucking straight up frustration. Because I've certainly been experiencing it lately where... I'll tweet a statistic out and then I'll leave it for like a month and I won't, I just will not engage with my comment section. And then when I finally get back into it, I'm just like, you guys are fucking idiots. Like, and you spend a day just replying to people and saying, that's objectively wrong. That's objectively wrong. That's wrong. That's a lie. I don't know where you read that, but that's not true. And then I'm just like, this is just a never ending battle. I can't engage with this. And so I think that the problem is the music discourse. And I think that's why we have these massive monolithic personalities who are reviewing albums from a pretty rational space, a pretty calm space, and we gravitate towards them because you can't find that online. You're not going to be able to have a conversation with people like that on Twitter. It just doesn't exist. It's like one in a hundred, and you'll never find that one because the hundred will make you question life itself and log the fuck off. I mean... Just to say, a lot of those can can and probably are bots as well. I think. Say again, worth, sorry. Uh, a, a, a majority of them are probably bots as well. So yeah, know, that's, that's probably a that's probably a, a, a thing to uh, mention, I guess. Um, but you know, we've had this we've had this discourse before um, with. Uh, social media and stuff like this and uh you know i think i feel i feel like i can't gauge it because i simply don't <laughs> don't want to i don't have a a journalistic streak in me to go hmm why is this and and dig into that um dig into that essence uh or that other uh, or that uh, discourse um but i do get what you mean on that front um but yeah, I just, I just think a lot of the time they can just be uh, bots just botting. Um, that's that's why I think anyway. So that's how I see it. But um, um, but you know, I I don't think I've said my thoughts on the whole year itself. I feel like um, I feel like it's been pretty solid for me personally. I think uh, in terms of listening to stuff, I feel like there's probably about. There's probably about five albums for me that are just probably locks um, for my end of year lists, and that's probably on average probably uh, about the about the same as probably every year for me um, since 2016, uh, where there's just a few albums there that just they're just yeah first after first listen this is it this is it this is what I'm here for I'm can't, can't wait to spin it again you know have that excitement to spin it. Um, but I will say I think that uh, you know, as you as you as you as as you kind of uh, 
what was it I it mentioned? I forgot who did it, but who said it. But um, it's been a year of, I th- yeah, I said it. It's, a, it's been a year of um, you know, whatever. You, what, what's your what's your flavor? All the flavors are here. Um, that's what I feel. I I think that there's been a mainstream push for a lot of people, and you know that's fine for whatever. Um, for people that enjoy looking at numbers. And uh, you know, and, and people that and people that just um, are there to listen to a certain artist. Um, I kind of forgot that the weekend was like <laughs> like the first week of the year. That's crazy. Um, but you know, I feel like there's been a few projects of surprises for me personally. I think there's a lot of, and I think that's the one. Th- those are the ones that keep me that keep me going. Those those ones that you have never of an artist you've never heard of, or for me personally, when I I randomly follow an artist on on Spotify or whatever, and when the when an album comes off, it comes up. It's just like, oh yeah, I did follow that person. Who is that again? And then I listen to it, and I'm like, oh wow, glad I listen, glad I followed that for whatever reason I did. Um, so yeah, you know, as uh, even though my brain is probably suffering from digital amnesia, um, like most people now, uh, I do get those moments of surprise where I listen to someone where I'm like, I don't really know who they are, I don't know their name, but I'm gonna give it a spin, and it's been a pleasant surprise. I feel like something like um, oh gosh, um, Halfpenny, uh, chapter was great. Uh, something like uh, uh, Poppy Judah or something like that. Uh, but yeah, you know. Ashes the best, Mizey, uh, Ricky Monique, you know, stuff like that. It's just it's always fun to have those particular um, th- those particular records. A lot more albums than EPs for once. Um, but you know, uh, if I do count it, there'll probably there's probably a good amount of EPs. But I feel like there's been more albums for me personally than EPs, which um, has been not the case in the past couple of years. I feel like I've gotten I've been inundated with uh, EPs um every single week um but um in recent you know i've had about i think it's i think the average for me is lowered a bit where it's like you know a couple maybe three three a week um which is uh, you know i feel like it's probably more uh less than what i've had previously um but yeah man and on top of that you know just hitting up live shows as well um i'm surprised you actually why actually there's a question why don't you go to hit, hit up live shows or do you and you just don't tell me about yeah, it's been a long time. So um, the last live show I went to was 2018. It was Franz Ferdinand and Hot Chip. And before that, I got sick. I was, yeah, it was a massive throwback. Uh, I was pretty, sorry, it wasn't Hot Chip. It was um, MGMT. MGMT fucking slayed. Franz Ferdinand were terrible. They were really, really bad. There was at one point where they were playing this fire and they wanted everyone to crouch down on the floor so when they brought the hook in, everyone would jump up at the same time. It took a good six or seven minutes because we're all in our 30s and 40s, bro. None of us wanted to get on the floor. It's like 10 p.m. on a Tuesday night and everyone was just standing around looking oh. at each other like, no, nah, i got work tomorrow, man. I can't be fucking my <laughs> knees up like this. <laughs> So uh, I, I was going to a lot of shows like pre-2012, but then I got very sick uh, psychologically. And so I just did not go to shows. But I'm actually going to JPEG Mafia next Thursday. Um, then I've got... Oh, you're risking yourself, bro. Say? 
saying all that about you know, I'm not going I'm not hitting my knees for a for Franz Ferdinand but you're going to a Peggy show right? I'm sitting I'm standing up the back man I'm going to be right up the back I'm going to be out of the fray I'm not going to be anywhere no, near the fray right, cool. uh, then I've got some complete change of paces I've got Cigaros in August uh, something for Kate and then Alt J I think we're going to Alt J in September so I've got some gigs coming up but it's just it's just money wise it's very expensive to go to shows and that's why I haven't been going to many but um yeah man it's it's like I I want to spend money on shows I want to go to more shows but it's kind of hard down in Australia we don't get that many tours I think I'm going to Freddie in January I'm going to Freddie Freddie Gibbs is coming out in January so I'm going to that um so it's starting to time to ramp back up but like going back to what you were saying about this year what one thing I found interesting about this year there's always been albums that have like set themselves apart for me every year that I've always come back to a lot. And I feel like there's been less this year for me. I really think it's really only been Earl's Sick and probably that uh, Blockboy JB album. I went back to that quite a lot. And Kendrick, I, I'm trying to look through the albums that dropped this year. And it's interesting that you know the five dog album didn't hit for me like it didn't come back for me i didn't i didn't sit with it and live with it um the dreamville tape i didn't uh the i thought the coiler ray album would i listened to it a couple of times and i really enjoyed it but it just didn't come back i didn't i didn't keep going back to it um t grizzly as well normally every t grizzly drop i normally listen to over and over again i've barely been listening to it push T has uh, I've gone back to Pusha T quite a lot. I've gone back to Action Bronson a little bit. But yeah, I wonder why that is. I don't know. The, uh, the Black Star album I still haven't even listened to. I don't know. That was that was mad disappointing. Um, it still hook you up. It's yeah, man. I, I need it because I've not got fucking whatever I needed. What did I need to get again? What, Luminary. Luminary. I'm not a, I'm not a Luminary. I'm not part of Luminary. I didn't. I didn't. I haven't gone back to Benny's album either. Uh, Tanner Talk Four, which is so weird. I thought I'm gonna be rinsing this. Like the amount of times I've played Tanner Talk Three is just crazy. I don't know why I that is. I feel like after. I feel like after that, and um, what's the other one? Um, what's the other? Burden what's the other? Proof. What's the other Benny album? Burden of Proof. No, not that one. Um, the one with eighteen wheeler on it. Oh, um, plugs I met. That's the one. Though, apart from those, uh, after those two, I feel like you've uh, kind of like slowly gone down to like a simmer for 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 Benny. But th- you have to like admit those a... two those two projects are the pinnacle of hip hop. Like especially plugs I met. Like him rapping next to Black Thought that way. That fucking wild thirty eight special verse on Sunday School. I, we're just not getting the, as as much music like that these days. I don't know why it is. Like it's been interesting to see Griselda transition and kind of fracture a little bit in 2022. You know, it's kind of less about the three of them. Almost like since that 20 was it 2020, uh, their group album or 2019 came out. I think it was December 2019. I can't remember, but yeah, ever since then, it's it's like they're not as. Uh, the three of them aren't as aren't as cohesive as they used to be. I don't know why it is. I wonder I mean, why I it is. I swear they toured together this year, but <laughs> I get what you mean. <laughs> oh, I'm sure they toured together, but like just in terms of putting out music together. Sure. Yeah, November 2019. I mean, even like having, I guess, is it, is it more of just about the fact that they haven't had as many tracks together as a three? Yeah, that's what I think it is. I mean, that's. I mean, that that makes that makes sense. 
Excuse me. I feel like um, I feel like they're they're all trying to make their own kind of like imprints in some way, and you know, get in their own and make their own circles. Um, <clears throat> and that's fine. I feel like that's uh, decent. I guess I guess the loss for that, um, because the loss because of that is that, um, is that collective cohesiveness where you listen when you're not even hearing them on the same track anymore um you're not hearing them on each other's projects anymore something like uh, of that nature i don't know i haven't listened to everything you know from start to finish um but yeah i i, I see what you mean i guess uh they they wouldn't ever really like a group like that were they really were they really a group like tribe or you know woo <laughs> I, don't no, see, I never a... saw him as that i always saw it was just like three dudes under a under a under a name and they just uh you know they just do shit i mean they were more of a collective uh i think they yeah. did they did um i want to say rap radar ages ago i forget who it might have been rap radar it might have been i don't think it was combat jack and uh yeah they were talking about that they were a collective and they were brothers, you know, they were they were kind of family members who had come together and Westside Gun kind of drawn them all together and pushed them forward. And if it wasn't for Westside Gun, then it wouldn't have they wouldn't have had the drive. So, and I guess they're not a group in that sense. There's no breakup per se, but yeah, it's just been interesting, especially seeing the way that those um, those ecosystems are starting to evolve. Benny with BSF. Uh, Westside Gun with you know Stove God with Baldy bringing you know more artists into the fold and Conway just kind of becoming almost like a lone wolf. He's kind of really gone out on his own, done some stuff with Big Ghost, and he's just carving out a re- he has a really strong persona which I don't think he had prior to this year and the year before. You know I think he he is Conway now, whereas before he was Conway of Griselda. Now it's like when you get Conway on an album, you're not getting a, a Griselda member, you're getting, you know, someone different. And I think mm-hmm. it's, I think he has progressed the most. I actually think Benny's regressed a little bit. I think Tanner Talk 4 was good, but it wasn't Tanner Talk 3. It wasn't Plugs I Met. But the Conway album from this year, um, was it God, God Don't Make Mistakes? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I think that that was his best project and his most evocative and his most emotional and I just think with Westside Gun, you know, dropping this project just the other day, I really don't think he puts a lot of pressure on himself. I know that Charlie doesn't give a fuck about Westside Gun, but like, I I just don't think he puts a lot of pressure on himself. I don't think he tries to make another Pray for Paris. He doesn't try to make another Hitler Wears Her Maze. He doesn't, he, he just, he's like, I feel like doing this right now. I'm in the studio. Fuck it. I'm just going to rap. And I watched an interview with him and Conductor um, when I was doing that uh, producer freshman list a couple of weeks ago. And uh, he was just saying that, like, he's not a reluctant rapper. He just doesn't really care about rapping that much. And sometimes he just gets bitten by the bug and he's just like, fuck, man, I want to I want to spit on this. And it's usually when Conductor or Derringer's got some wild production for him. But that might be an interesting question. Like, who do you think has been the producer M- the, the producer MVP of 2022? A lot of people have been saying Pharrell. Well, because there's one thing. Like, that's no, that's, that's, that's always the man. thing when it comes to it. Because there's always... Like is it is it the per is it the is it the artist with like that one album where they you know did it all and it just hit or is it the one that works the works the most often? I feel like that's always the question when it comes to because even when I when I peep like the Grammys and it's just like producer of the year non classical and I'm just like 
this person did one album. Like, mm. <laughs> why is he here? Something like that. It's just, it doesn't really, it doesn't really uh, hit me in that sense. Um, oh, gosh, I'm asking you a question. Um, see, I'm trying to like think of, because everyone's just going to, this is the thing. Everyone just says, you know, Alchemist or Madlib, depending on who did the most that year. Uh, I feel like that's how that's how deep it goes for some people, and I try not to, uh, I try not to fall down that rabbit hole. Um, I feel like it's just a cop out. Um, but yeah, I'm trying to, I'm, tr- I'm looking through, I'm looking through particular albums. I'm trying to think if there's any consistencies uh, throughout, uh, throughout why I've, why I've spun. Um, but yeah, I don't know if I can ask that question to be fair. I, I have no idea. Like, it's, I feel like there's just a. It's the Alchemist. <laughs> like, he's he's. He, I mean, you I mean, could yeah. argue Hit Boy, I guess, but like. He's, yeah. Sure. I'm trying to see what Alchemist <laughs> has produced this year. It's but like that comes about through, you know, in the social media age, as I said before. Like, you have to keep the quality up. You have to keep people interested. I mean, he's produced on Sick. God Don't Make Mistakes, obviously he did Continuance with Currency. He's produced on Tanner Talk 4, Bronson's album. He did that. That's another thing I want to talk about. I want to talk about what the fuck you guys are listening to when you listen to We Cry Together. What is going on? No, seriously. Seriously. I'm dead serious. I know that this is a... I don't know if this is a meme or a joke, but every time I say that that song is a skip... I get shouted down like you don't understand hip hop culture. What? Can someone please explain what the fuck they're hearing on that song? It's just two people having a toxic argument and then having sex afterwards. It's not I mean, it fits the theme of the album kind of, I guess. But like a lot of people like oh, it's the same as you. Years ago. I don't care. It's not the same as you. You is completely different. You is like Kendrick spiraling. Well, you it's- is a yeah, yeah, exactly. You is a fucking like uh, uh, um, a mental breakdown. Yeah. Like we the cry video together. is literally him in a room drinking himself to death. Like, well, how, well, how's that, how's that, how's that compare? Like, I, don't, I don't get that. I don't get it. I genuinely don't understand why people shout me down when I say I skip We Cry Together. They're like, why wouldn't you? Lo- that song goes hard on the orcs. Like, it's fucking horrible. It's a bad Nobody's song. Nobody's put it on the Yorks. Bro, it's such a bad song. It's I'm so... Leaving the, I'm leaving the whip if that's on the Yorks. I'm sorry. No way. I mean, the album, like, <laughs> no it doesn't really even make sense in the concept of the <laughs> album. Like, and someone said the other day, and this is why I think I need to log the fuck off and not worry about what people say about this shit, because someone said the other day, Kendrick had... The Crown of Thorns on during his performance. Uh, Gla- I think it was Glastonbury, and um, someone oh, just okay. said that. Oh, this person just said he's not your savior, but he goes around wearing a crown of thorns. And I felt like replying, "Tell me you didn't listen to the album without telling me you didn't listen to the album," because like he literally says, "Heavy is the head that wears the that chooses to wear the crown." It's just like I can't. I don't know, man. Discourse around music. Uh, it's just it's getting fucking nasty it's getting so bad it's just getting so diminished and and minimized and like just terrible people aren't even listening to albums now and they've got opinions on them it's just wild to me yeah i mean i i have nothing i have not i'm all kendricked out <laughs> on that front i just uh, i just don't see what it, I, I i told you similar to, it was similar to damn like it's 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 the it's the yar conversation all over again i don't know people who spin in yar i just don't but people 
uh, it's some people's favorite track, and for some reason, we cry together is some people's favorite track. I don't get it, get it, but it is what it is. It's, I just, I just chalk it, chalk it up as, uh, I, I just chalk it as one of those things where you know people, it's, it's not for everybody, I guess. Uh, I, I don't know what else to think about it, but yeah, I'm still desperately trying to find like a producer that's been done like more than one project. I'm just like. <laughs> Trying only, to find something. <laughs> it's only fucking Alchemist. He's done like five different projects. Yeah. Uh, okay. Fine. It's Alchemist, guys. It's Alchemist. He did it, guys. He he won it. He won it again. He did it again. It's uh, yeah. It's not here, boy. That's for sure. Like I didn't like no, it, girl. That, that was not. That was not great for me. He hasn't done it. That was much. not great for me. Wait, which one? We could. We could. We could, oh, we could say tr- Kanye. <laughs> didn't hit boy do an album with Dreezy this year? Yeah, that's what it is. Hit girl. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. That that album just wasn't. Who did you say after that? I said maybe it's yay. <laughs> mm. Donda two. <laughs> I still haven't spot. <laughs> now that's an album that is god just dipped. Didn't even didn't even register for me. Didn't even register. Didn't bother listening to it. People talked about it for like two days, and then people realised it wasn't finished, and then just dipped. Just done. Did it, did it ever finish? I don't even know. Let, let have a look it up. I don't didn't know. Bother. I have no don't, idea. Didn't bother. Didn't bother. Don't care. I feel like there's someone that needs to... There's an untapped market here where someone just needs to be, like, the producer person and just, like... Because ah, producers don't do it for themselves Do it for themselves most of the time. Uh, you know, most of the time they just, like, tweet in the studio or, you know, the price just went up and... And you know, oh, this heater I've got with this person, you know, I mean, stuff like that. It's just really simple. Apart from, funny enough, Alchemist who does like Q and A and then just answers with wild, wild answers that he's a funny true, guy. Probably not. Yeah, he just, he just, he just fucks about. That's all he uses it for. So, it is what it is. But yeah, I just feel like there's an untapped market there where someone just needs to be the producer person and just like when I, I don't know, and just account for that kind of stuff because I don't feel like producers are that connected to do that for themselves if that makes any sense i don't i'm not asking them to make a list out for for each other but um but yeah i just don't feel like people account for that kind of stuff apart from you know your attempt to do the uh a producer freshman list which is decent um but yeah apart from that i don't that's 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 unique in itself because i was just like have you seen that shit <laughs> at least you it's funny when people were coming at you for that it was just like, well, at least he fucking tried. <laughs> People were like, oh, this person I is, try. doesn't I count. Even, I, couldn't, I couldn't even name. I couldn't even do one if I tried. I was, I, I was I don't know. Like, I don't keep note of producers who's ju- who have, you know, who are, a cu- who are a couple of years in. You know I mean, I usually miss that kind of shit. And, uh, you know, but, you know, props to you for even giving it an attempt. It was decent, so... Yeah, I mean, Red Veil was on that list, and I think Red Veil has had a great year. I'm really interested yeah. to see what happens with Red Veil after this, because uh, this is on tour with fucking Denzel right now. I mean, that's that's massive. That's genuinely massive. And I think a lot of people are thinking, like, you know, a lot of people have been critical of Denzel or uh, Vince Staples for not selling more. It's just this obsession, and obviously I feed into it heavily, this obsession with sales and how important sales are and you know, flops and who flopped and who didn't flop. And it, it, I, I look at it objectively and I'm like, why is this such an important thing to you? And I can only assume it's just indoctrination from labels because that shit does not matter at all. It has no bearing on anything. I, I mean, it helps artists to, 
have a bigger budget for their next album and we we talked about on the dilated people's project uh sorry podcast when uh you know they were saying that we kept re-upping we we made enough money to get a bigger budget for the next album but yeah that's Mm -hmm. been that's been a weird fucking conversation this year it's been a weird year really hasn't it in what way I don't know. It's just been like it's been all over the place. I mean, Saba dropped an album. No one's talking about it anymore, but it was freaking great. You yeah, know, shout out to Ty. He's been he's been picking up. Earth Gang dropped a really good album, but no one's talking about that anymore. Everyone's still talking about a Gunner album that was a meme. Like I don't understand how that album has continued to stay. No one's talking about the Currency and Alchemist album, even though that was really fucking good. I'm just looking through the albums that people are talking about. It's just. People are still talking about future, I guess. No one even knows Two Chains dropped an album this year. Jack Harlow went number one with that terrible song First Class and one of the worst mainstream albums in history. And people still talking about that. Like it's just been it's been an odd year, man. I mean yeah, I guess. And I think that's I think Kiss come to I think we're we're hitting another cycle of what I thought why I think we had a few years ago where you know and it was like Yoi, uh fucking uh Uzi um uh, and you, you know just people just uh, popping off right but in my mind I was like yeah okay let's see how you guys talk if you if got if you guys talk about them in 2 years and you know while I took in on some of those um, it, I mean, shit. This is the thing. Middle class again. I haven't seen anything remotely little yoddy, yay, yoddy. I don't know how to say it in my accent. Yoddy, but, but yoddy. But uh, yeah, let me take it from the Australian dude. How, how do you pronounce yoddy, Ben? <laughs> <laughs> it's it's but, yoddy, uh, the- Charlie. It is yoddy. <laughs> It's Yoddy, you can't. He, he's Yoddy, you can't. <laughs> but, but I saw that video the other day of just like, uh, I think it was him at Wireless or, or somewhere else, and, he, and it just and the crowd was going off. And I was like, okay, fucking hell, plenty of Yoddy fans, apparently. You know? So, like, <laughs> it's just it is what it is. Love that, it, it is. It is what it is, bro. Like, I feel like these. I I can say these people fell off, but shit, they're still getting pee, or they're st- or they're still getting good crowds about, so it don't really matter. But yeah, I think I think part of it's just um, I think I think for Gunner especially, just the fact that he's you know in the Rico case and the YSL stuff, I, pro- I probably think that's part of it. I I I obviously haven't listened to the album, so I can't say whether it is doo doo or not. I'm just gonna go ahead and say it's not my bag. I'm just gonna take a guess there. Um, but you know, past that, Jack Harlow's a meme. You know, in a lot of ways, I feel like there's just—he's just that—he's just, just the white guy that I don't know that just people think he's funny or whatever, and that that gets you a lot of places when you're white. Um, when you're white and semi-talented, oh, it's great, it's lovely, love to see it, love to fucking see it. Um, but yeah, I feel like we're just reaching that point again where it's just another cycle of. Not meme artists, but but artists that can take that that just some. I mean, bruv, the fact that Nav announced the project and I started seeing memes about Nav again, I'm just like, please don't, please guys, can we not? Can we not do this again? <laughs> like we've done it before, it happened. Like, this, please, just kill this. It, it, the fact that it's it's going to happen again 
another cycle of fucking nav, nav memes. I don't care. It's just stop it. So you know, I just it's just, it's just like to do that. They just take command for whatever reason of just the meme sphere or just the, uh, the the discourse that we were talking about, for better or worse. I just don't understand it. You know, at least when Kendrick pops, the the what comes out of it is genuine, de- genuinely decent discourse. Like I've read a couple of decent articles about him um, and about his, you know, what what we talked about in part three. Like that was that was exhausting but generally interesting and good discourse in for for better or worse uh but i'm not getting anything about jack harlow people first and over jack harlow what the fuck am i taking out of that yeah that's weird Probably, that whole I, I, that I whole don't get it. media cycle is is weird i mean that's just the cycle that you don't want to engage in the kind of discourse around it is why the fuck is someone like jack harlow popular and it is because white it's people never about need- the music <laughs> No, it's not. It's not because like the of the, hot, I mean, the, the music big, is the, the biggest horrendous. thing he did. The biggest thing he did was having Brandy on uh, fucking chat to him, and then he put and then like you know, smart idea to do this when he did his BET performance, which is so hilarious, by the way. Jack Harlow on the BET awards, but not like you know, Lil Nas X, for example. Exactly. Yeah, that was wild. I digress. That was digress. fucking weird. But the smartest thing he did was put Brandy on because she did some bars about him in response, and she and you know she killed it. And there's gonna, be, I saw, I thought about this the other day. I was just like, there's gonna be, there's gonna be like teenage white kids that are gonna ask like, uh, they're gonna like see Brandy again one day. Don't know when it's gonna happen, but it's gonna happen. They're gonna see Brandy again one day, or they're gonna watch like, they see a clip from Moesha or some shit, right? And they're gonna, they're gonna go, oh my gosh, that's the person that Jack Harlow uh, brought up. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> are you pissed? <laughs> Because <laughs> I, I fucking have in the thought of it, like, it's crazy, bro. It's it's fucking stupid. But that's where we're at now, bro. It is what it is, man. Like just just people are just out of out of certain. They they there's there's a certain subset of people in this in this community we're in. But you know, I don't think honestly. I feel like we're just talking in an echo chamber right now. I don't. I feel like. Our listeners are semi-smart and they see some of this. If they haven't, they have, you know, we've been talking about this for like two, three, three fucking years now um, of how stupid some of this shit is. But, you know, it's just seeing people um, <laughs> just act in this way uh, and, it, and, just, and just nothing, nothing worthy comes out of it. Like I, I saw, I saw more memes about Jack Harder than, actual you know criticism about the music like talk to me about the music bro bless you bless you like talk to me about the music fam i, I just don't see it i'm not blessing you three times you, you got to Thank um you. and <laughs> I'm, I, I'm now i'm gonna have to decide whether to mute your sneezes or not because i can't say bless you and there's nothing there so i'm gonna have to keep that shit in great thanks thanks charlie you've done that for your editor um but yeah it, it just this is, this is why, apart from this pod, and apart from the, the, the end of year list I partake in for myself, I I just I just don't partake in much discourse. Apart from you know, um, uh, apart from like, are you, are you, are you excited to listen to whatever you know stuff like that, which is simple questions, and you know I might fuck with it, whatever if I'm interested or. You know, name name someone who's act genuinely underrated and not you know Finn Staples or something like that. Um, 
<laughs> even even when you even when you asked a question the other day about um best album with no features, I generally put some thought into it and I was just like, damn, I can't I can't really think of any. It's like tough, it's right? actually it's yeah, but but the whole thing just turned into a you know, J. don't Cole. say J. Cole challenge, impossible difficulty. And bear, lo and behold, everyone was naming J. Cole. It's just like, guys, have you not listened to anything else in the world? And yeah, but you know, there's some there's always interesting stuff about but a lot of it just gets weighted down in garbage. It's just so much garbage, and uh, yeah, I feel like um, there's a, <laughs> it reminds me of this um, this uh, this reminds me of this part from a uh, Metal Gear Solid Two. I won't explain it, but um, basically AI are talking to this guy, and they're basically saying they're controlling what people uh what people see or whatever. For the sake of context, because you lot just post dumb shit all the fucking time and it has no bearing on anything. And I'm starting to see what they mean. I'm starting to see what they mean because there's just so much garbage out there and nothing. And while I don't listen to Jack Harlow, I wouldn't mind some to see some criticism of Jack Harlow. Instead, instead of just, you know, some people first and over him, some people saying he's ugly and shit like that. It's just, it's just not, there's no worth in that. Same with Nav, same with. But same with gunners. Same with gunners. Just like I don't, I don't care. I, I just, I just don't care, bro. <laughs> well, you should check whole, out my whole, video. It's just me saying I don't care. You should check out my Jack Harlow video. I uh, dissected his lyrics with a fine tooth comb. I had a, I had the scalpel out. I did, I did. I mean, it was fun. So, it was yeah. a terrible fucking album. Look, I think the problem is, and I saw someone tweet this the other day uh, about criticism of journalists who only talk about mainstream artists and only talk about what's popping. And I think a lot of people attach a lot of blame. Yeah. A lot of people attach a lot of blame to the Wows and the Joeys and the SKs and the hip hop numbers. And it's true. We we definitely need to shoulder a lot of the blame because we are not brave enough to change the co- discourse and the course of the conversation. I've tried at times, but there's only one way you get to have a voice in hip hop, and that's by posting lame, dumb shit that is like, oh, who is the better producer? this year or like you know who's the most intelligent rapper of all time or what's the best album with no features is it j cole like just very simplistic and it's the same conversations over and over and over again it never fucking changes it's like little wayne is the greatest artist of all time and anyone who disagrees doesn't know anything about hip-hop and you know it's just that it's literally there's permutations of that constantly. And if you want to have something like the producer freshman list get any kind of traction whatsoever, you can't post it up with 5,000 followers. No one's going to give a shit. You have to post it up with 230,000 followers. Then people are going to care. And the only way to get to 230,000 followers is to engage in this trash discourse that seems to infect social media everywhere. And I genuinely, you know... If you'd asked me four years ago, I would have blamed um, the big accounts. I would have blamed them and and all the outlets. But it's the fans, man. It's just like it's the followers. They they don't give a shit about that the the discourse. They don't give a shit about the the in depth stuff. I mean, if you go onto my um my YouTube page, it's just the clickbaity shit that's got all the views. I mean, the death of the third verse is very in depth. 
and it's got a sixth of the views of me just shitting on the Rolling Stones list, you know? Or if you go into me going through Future's career and like looking at the toxicity versus vulnerability, which was an incredibly in-depth analysis, it's got like 400 views. But if you go and look at me shitting on Jack Harlow's album, it's got like 3,000 views. You know, it's it's just, unfortunately, that's just what people are interested in and what people want to spend their time doing. And I understand it because, you know, a lot of people just have a lot of shit going on in their lives. You know, they're at school, they're studying, they're working. And when they come home, they don't want to engage in intellectual discourse. They just want to, they're frustrated at the world. They're frustrated at what they've had to <laughs> endure during the day. And they're just like, you know what, I'm just going to let off this steam that I couldn't let off today because I was in the professional world or I was at school or, you know, and so then they're just, they're free, the reins are off and they're just like, I'm not going to engage in anything meaningful. I just, it's the same way that reality TV, you know, hits for people. It's, it's, they want to come home and they want to watch trashiness. They want to get, and I understand it. It's not me. It's not the kind of person I am. I've never been that kind of person. But I do understand that that's the way it is for most people. And unfortunately, it continues to get stronger and it's driving the conversation. And 2022 has probably been the worst year so far for it, I think, having hip-hop numbers since 2018. I haven't seen a worse year than this. So it's a bit sad, really. Uh, Let's end on a positive um, album you're most looking forward to for the rest of the year. Oh, I had the list up. Um, Have you got any off the top of your head before I... Uh, so there's plenty of sequels apparently. Um, obviously, only built for Cuban links might be dropping. Oh, uh, surely, uh, surely. Muddy Waters two. I'm very interested Ooh. in that. I, I, I remember like the, the 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 a couple of times that Red Man's dropped in the past few years has been very interesting. So I'm looking forward to that. Um, I mean, I'm looking at a list of corn tip of Golden Age. They've got a uh, De La Soul dropping, LL Cool J dropping, <laughs> Goat two apparently. Uh, oh no, Marshall no Mathers that's a LP3. Okay. No. Uh, Jay apparently dropping. Nas apparently dropping. Who knew? Um, but EPMD, Q-Tip, Freddie Gibbs, obviously. I think Danny Brown's a good shout. I've been listening yeah. to his podcast actually. Mad hilarious. I didn't know he had um, a Yeah, he, he only dropped kind of recently. You only a few episodes behind if you want to catch up. But mm. he, he just has he just has some hilarious conversations and uh, stuff like that. Um, but yeah, uh, I'm I'm looking forward to what he's got because obviously it's been a few, it's been a while since uh, he's dropped. So yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing what uh, Danny Brown. I think Danny Brown and Redman out of those, I'm um, looking forward to. And if, if Nas does drop a King's Disease three, I'm definitely on that uh, for sure. Uh, see if he can, see if he can three peat. Uh, yeah, man, Danger Mouse and Black Thought. Oh yes, good shout. Definitely, I want to hear that. Two Chains and Lil Wayne, Collie Grove 2. I wouldn't be against that. I'd be very interested to see how that sounds. Um, Cardi B, obviously, allegedly dropping this year. I really want to hear what she has to say. And Nicki Minaj is apparently dropping Pink Friday 2. So she was retired. Just didn't eventuate, did it? Just didn't eventuate. Just had to come back. Same as Logic. Had to come back and bless the game. (laughs) No, but I'd really be fascinated to hear what Pink Friday 2 sounds like. If she's going to continue in the direction she's been going or is she just going to dip back into that sound um mm. i really want to hear what she has to say ghostface is apparently dropping supreme clientele 2 uh again which yeah, sounds yeah. unlikely but fuck i would love to watch uh listen to it jar rule 
He's dropping oh. an album. Look, man, I'm like, shit. Retrospective on deck. Oh, guarantee that, bro. I'm a massive Ja Rule fan. We're, massive. we're gonna bang that Rule 316, wherever it's called, bro. Oh yeah, 336. Oh you mean? Come on now, relax. It's 336. But yeah, man, I would, I would, I'd be interested to I'll see what. Of Steve Austin. <laughs> I'd be fascinated to see what happens there. Little Wayne's oh, apparently yeah. dropping three projects this year. Uh, Who? Little Wayne. Dedication oh, okay. seven. Uh, I don't. I don't. I'm not really that interested in Lil Wayne. Nas, as you said, he's dropping two albums allegedly. Uh, Q-Tip three albums. I don't know about that. Uh, Ray Shremmed. Ray Shremmed new album. Uh, I would. Oh, they still a thing. I thought they yeah. broke up. No, they're still a thing. Uh, after Shrem after Life. that triple after that triple album streaming like yeah, bait. I was like, no, I'm good. No that way, was a no weird way, album. No that was they tried to do the Outcast thing, but add another album on nah, top nah, of nah. it. They weren't trying to do. Bruv, they weren't trying to do Outcast. They were just streaming bait, bro. It was streaming yeah, no, bait. It's, it didn't that's work. I uh, Travis and Kid Cudi allegedly the Scots. We know that that's not. Oh yeah, Enter Galactic as well. Yeah, I'm super. Obviously keen. He's dropping the show as well as the album, so that'll be interesting. Super keen for intergalactic exhibit. Apparently, Kingmaker. Ooh, I'd like that. That'd be great. And I'd uh, like some exhibit these days. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would. I'm fascinated to hear what Travis Scott does on Utopia. I I don't know what it's going to be. I would assume pre Astro World disaster, it would have been Astro World Part Two and like more, even more grand. But now, I mean, why would he change it? Well, well. There's, there's literally I no guess. reason to change it. I, I feel guess. like uh, creatively, just... I don't think there's any reason to change. It's just you know, his his shows. <laughs> like I literally, didn't he? Didn't he? Uh, sorry, like had a like there was a crowd with him like uh, for for science like, a few a few days ago. I saw a video on that. I was just like, oh, we're back. Oh, okay, he's back. Oh in yeah, it he's now. back. Okay, cool. He's back. He's now. back in it. He's totally back in it. It would just be interesting because I think having read a lot of the discourse around it and read a lot of the things that he said and done. I actually yeah. do think he wants to address it. Like, I feel like he feels pretty fuck, And I, I can't put feelings in. It's just my perspective and my observations. Sure. It seems like he feels pretty fucking shitty about what happened. And yeah. I genuinely I, I, think if he drops an album that doesn't address it in any way, shape, or form, look, there's nothing wrong with that. He doesn't have to put anything in his music, but I would imagine that that would have been a PR department decision saying, yeah. no, nope, don't address it, don't talk about it, just pretend it didn't happen and move the fuck on, um, which will be disappointing, but, yeah, man. I don't think you will. Not the no, I don't think so. Raekwon... The world no, building's no. too... Cre- the world building's too, you know, it'll be just be weird to, you know... It's working too well for him. It's working too well for him. <laughs> it really is. Life isn't fair, bruv. No. <laughs> still, still, drop in, still drop in horrible Jordans and continuing on with life. Mm, I don't need those Travis Scott Jordans. Yeah. Yeah. Boo boo. Anyway, we shall leave it there, I guess. Um, Look forward to some good stuff. Um, Plenty of sequels and just plenty of, uh, you know, legends keeping on keeping on, which is the most exciting thing uh, I have to myself personally pertaining to hip hop in general because it's just fun watching artists that are, you know, legends already still going. And, you know, feel like they can do it, having the confidence to do it. And I guess feeling they have something, I don't know, something to prove or or they just still have the bug for it. Um, either way, I'm here for it. Um, and we'll leave it there. And uh, hop into a light. I know if you have anything, Ben. Have you been uh, smoking that Johnson pack? <laughs> Look, man, the, the trifecta is gone. Trump, 
Morrison Johnson is game over for Let's the go, conservatives. Boys. For the right wing nut jobs, it is all fucking over. Rupert Murdoch is in disarray right now. He has no idea what's going on. And uh Bro, it's it's a great day. It's honestly it's amazing. I'm so I'm so happy you got your moment. When Trump when it happened with Trump, we were all excited and we were waiting for our moment in Australia and now you've had yours too. So the the recovery and the healing can begin. Yeah, and shout out to Sri Lanka as well that have like literally stormed the whole presidential residence and yep. burned the prime ministerial residence. <laughs> I I saw I saw a substack. Um I, I was gonna read for WG, but I thought I thought uh, not because I feel like the writer was kind of like in in a, in a similar case to most of us where we don't exactly know what's going on in Sri Lanka, um, but I'm here for any overthrowing of you know uh, of, of of government if it's necessary, um, and th- those people feel like it's necessary. So um, so you know, all the best to Sri Lankans on that because the videos are hilarious. Just what like some dude was just taking a fucking shower and and shit, and it's just, <laughs> it's just like okay, fair enough. Like get your shower on, bruv. Jump in the pool, do your selfies. Like they weren't trashing the place; they were just in the spot. <laughs> that's all they. That's all they were doing. So, you know, respect to Sri Lanka if you get what you want on that front politically. But yeah, man, it's uh, I mean, it's like it, it's we haven't gotten rid of the Tories yet, obviously. So there's that, and now all the news is going to be is literally just leadership, and there's currently I think like eleven shit houses. Have uh, uh, they've all uh, thrown their hat into a ring, and a couple more that haven't officially done it, but they're receiving support regardless. And um, it's already a shit show, and I'm already out. I'm already like tuning out of it because unless they announce in a general election, I don't care. Yeah, you know, I, I generally don't care. Um, yeah, they're they're all they're all they're all shite to me. Like they're all not worthy. Rishi Sunak's not worthy. Braverman's not worthy. Uh, fucking Liz Truss is not worthy. None of them are worthy, and it just it, they need to. The whole party needs to be gone. Like I, don't, I feel like people are gonna. <clears throat> hopefully, hopefully, after everything that's happened, people see it as a as a root problem and not just a bad apple problem. That's the hope. Fingers fucking crossed. I hope that's the case for people. But even with that, I saw like some video of people in a certain Tory seat. And they were like going, then they were like back in Boris now, and I'm just like, okay, so he's literally just like Trumpified himself, where there's going to be a subset of people that are just going to dick ride him till the till the cows come home. So yeah, bro, it is what it is. We've been infected on that front, and um, you know, I just I don't see how any of this is going to go. And meanwhile, the rest of the <laughs> the rest of the country is going down the shitter as it pertains to energy bills and cost of cost of living and everything else but um you know your boy's gonna still cop some shows and go and go have and go you know find fulfillment in however however he can so that's me personally but yeah it's it's uh it it was a it was a fun thing to celebrate you know what i mean but it's just it's just another can of worms and literal worms human worms have come out of it and now they're all going for leadership so that's fun well, I think the you can take heart from Australia at least. I don't think you can take too much heart from America. But in Australia, our Conservative Party is... They're fucked, bro. They are completely fucked. They keep saying... They, they've gone further right after the election. So they've gone even more anti-welfare, pro-coal, anti-climate change, uh, anti-trans. 
Um, they they made that an election issue. Uh, like they've genuinely more Christianity, pro Christianity. They've gone super hardcore, Ugh. and they're becoming like a. I don't know what you'd call them. They're just breaking off from mainstream society and becoming a basically a party of. I don't know. They're just they're, they're crazy. This is lost control of of the discourse, and so people are just moving away from them in droves, like absolute droves, and moving more towards our not. And we don't even have like the Greens party in Australia is like slightly left, but we don't even have people are saying that our government right now is left leaning. They're fucking not, bro. They're center, center right. I mean, the 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 political world right now, the political landscape in Western society is center at best, mostly center right. There's barely anyone on the left. Like people are saying that the left is taking over. It's just not the fucking yeah. truth. It's just fake. It's, it's an over to it's the over to window, bro. It's the over to window where yeah. everything has gone so batshit on one side. You see center right, and you think that's fine, and it's just like it's it's literally that's what Labour's done right now. Like even we've had, um, you know, strikes, union strikes, and stuff like that, and we're gonna have more during the summer. And literally, Labour, literally a party that was built by unions back in the day, are going. I don't want to see you lot picketing. I don't want to see you lot picketing. It's just like that doesn't make sense, bro. So you're just going center right with it. And they literally, they they literally just gonna if even if they're leaders, they're just gonna continue being centre right, and it doesn't make sense to me. Like you know, shout to um, fucking Colombia, you know what I mean, for even giving it a go. But um, it's just one country that does does it, and then <laughs> everywhere else just uh, and we have to and we have to like we have to celebrate the fact that it wasn't the nut jobs. It's like ugh. Well, that's the problem, I and want, I don't know. I want so much better for us, bro. Like, it just doesn't make sense to me. Like, like I have to settle with fucking labor. Like, come on, bro. People, people, people call me a, a conspiracy theorist when I just say that capitalism is the root of all this, but it really is because the only oh, way yeah. to win elections, <laughs> yeah. the only way to win elections is money. You can't win an election without money. Yeah. You need to influence people. You need to buy. Like you need to buy advertising, you need to buy billboards, you need to buy TV spots, you need to buy column space. And so the only way to win is with money. And the only way to get money is to get money from the people who have all the money, which are big giant corporations who are profiting off the labor of the lower class. So the only way you can't, you don't want higher wages. You don't want, because it's going to piss off the people who are your benefactors, who were giving you the money that made you win the election in the first place. So it doesn't even matter where you're from. It doesn't matter what side of politics you're on. If you want to win, you need money. And this this capitalism is fucking as hard right now, like really hard. Quick question before you go. Um, I I labeled uh, the US because uh, obviously they have like free branches of government. I said instead of the free branches of government, their free branches are literally like uh, guns, Christian evangelicals <laughs> and um, shit I forgot the third one but uh, if you had three uh, I don't know if uh, well we obviously don't have three branches of government but if you had uh, three branches of government to describe Australia politically what would it be? Fuck I don't know I don't know right now it's 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 a mess it's so messy like in America at least there's clearly defined lines in Australia it's really hard because the media is so biased that you could say there's this right-wing faction who just do not give a fuck about anyone except profits and money and and just yeah. freedom and then yeah. class class money and 
uh, maybe race. I think over. I feel. I feel like that's probably it. Yeah, I think race is getting it. Like I saw that um, our our premier, uh, our deputy, uh, sorry, our opposition premier in Australia, in New South Wales got them to fly the Aboriginal flag on the Harbour Bridge for the first time in forever. It removed the New South Wales flag. So the discourse around that was like, why are you creating so much <laughs> division? Sure great, yeah. Why are you upset? Why are you cre- dividing us by race? It's like, fam, are you fucking crazy? Are you fucking crazy? Like, I can't even engage with these people. Police. Like, yeah, police. Yeah, we watched police, um, yeah. we watched The Martian yesterday, and it was just so jarring to sit there and watch the American government spend billions of dollars trying to get one person back from space to save one life. And I said, I said oh. to my partner, I'm like, how do Americans watch this? Like, did, what? How do they? I don't understand what their thought process is going into a movie like this. How do they get swept up in this? Like, let's save this one life, but 18 people got shot on the way oh, to ben, this movie cinema. It's like, believe. Oh fuck me, bro. I don't want to. I'm sorry, America. It's not I real, don't want. I don't want to go over there, America. I'm sorry. It's too dangerous. I'm going to get shot and killed immediately. I don't want to go to America. <laughs> oh, God. I oh, know that. Like, we shall leave it there. Ladies and gentlemen, Father Fifo Podcast Network. He's been digging deeps. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I've been Charlie Taylor Fifo. I've been Ben Carter of Hip Hop Numbers. I hope you all have a good week and rest, rest half of the year, which you always try and do the same. Bye until the next time. Take it easy. Ladies and gentlemen. Ah, uh, peace. Digging in Digits is produced by me and Ben Carter. The show is edited by me, music for the show, it's a piece of video games for bonus points, makes a trio of records for bits use. Socials with Vermont, hip hop by numbers, bonus points and drill records will be in the full show notes, as well as the names of projects reviewed wherever you're listening. This has been a fifth end podcast network production. Thanks for spending time with us. We'll see you next time. I'm digging in the digits. <laughs>